0: Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh and in this episode I'm going to be reading a piece from the new book. Uh, It's currently untitled as well as the book itself Uh, but it'll be the third release. Um, What I'm going to be reading is kind of a part two or a sequel to a piece from the first book. Uh, The first book was titled Agreement, and the piece that I'm referring to out of the first book is called The Agreement. Um, This type of love story has become a theme in the new book. Um, Relationships seem to be the topic that comes up the most. It also seems to be, in my own personal life, relationships uh, seem to be where I've been doing the most spiritual work, the most discovery Um, Yeah, so the book kind of reflects that. But before we get into all that, if you'd like to support the ongoing creation of the Infinite Spark of Being, there are multiple ways to do so, all of which can be found on the website, theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. There's a donation link where you can either donate monthly through Patreon or one time for whatever the amount through Venmo. Uh, both of these things help me out greatly. Uh, there are also links to purchase apparel, prints, uh, or one of the, the two infinite spark of being books. Um, so that's it. Uh, here we are. Let's get started. Each other every time, don't we?" He whispered, exhaling slowly. Yes, we do. She smiled. We always do. He played with her hands and pressed his fingers into the tops of her legs. He smiled softly and sighed. A sigh? She asked. Yeah. He chuckled. There was a distance between them now, a distance that returns time and time again. What's wrong? She looked down, watching his fingers draw shapes on the tops of her thighs. It's just that all these agreements we make, they're just so, I don't know. He trailed off at a loss for words. What about all these agreements? She asked curiously, though she knew where it was headed. I don't know, they're hard, I guess. Once again, they sat there on the edge of everything, Over a vast white expanse, he was hurting and she was, as usual, painfully logical. She looked down at their fingers twisted around one another nervously. She tried to reassure him. You know, it's only hard for the heart and the mind. What else is there? He scoffed. You know better than this. She smiled gently, trying to slow him down. She knew where he was going. Do I? His tone became agitated. He looked away. This again? She asked as she became irritated. She was tired of the way he became so attached. Birth after birth, it was the same thing every time. She would remain anchored in truth, in the absolute, floating just above the heartbreak of being alive. However, he would grab a hold of the world, squeeze it, and try to keep it. Yes, this again. He snapped back at her, turning to look her in the eyes. When are you going to stop identifying with all these feelings? You sound like a child. Well, when are you going to stop bypassing them? He challenged her. Isn't this part of it, to feel and to love? He attempted once again to appeal to her heart. Yes, but eventually we're supposed to become free of these things. Says who? "'You know who. Why are you questioning all of this now? "'These are the rules of the game. We play the game. That's it.' "'Well, if this is a game, then I'm going to play it this way.' "'What way? Heartbroken and stumbling over your feelings?' "'Yes,' he said determinedly, his head cocked back slightly, "'as if to give her his chin to hit. "'Why would you keep yourself in a perpetual state of suffering?' Because this is how I play, all in. The pain, the heartache, it all sharpens the sword. You could feel the tension between them, one thing relatively separate and still in love with itself. I hate that this hurts you, she said softly as her mood shifted into something more sympathetic. Someone had to be strong, but she hated that it was always her. He was too wild with his emotions. He was irresponsible with his feelings. I hate it too, he said, resigning to his lot and life of suffering, of heartbreak. He preferred it, though. He preferred it over the dry, stale air of the cruising altitude that she seemed to occupy. He liked the feeling of pain. But more importantly, he liked the feeling once the pain subsided. That burst of freshness when things are empty and new. The feeling of endless possibility. The anticipation of fresh love, first kisses, and early infatuation. You know, you could be free of all of this, don't you? Of course I do. But what's the point if not to live life to its fullest? You're reckless and you're delaying the inevitable. I'm not delaying the inevitable. I'm just not afraid of the inevitable. You're the one running from pain and trying to escape it. He smirked. How do you figure? What the fuck does that even mean? She scowled, completely irritated. You'll see. He smiled. So that's a piece from the new book. Uh, like I said in the beginning, spiritually this year or, or well, two years has been about relationships for me. A lot of discovery, a lot of opening up, it's been really good. Um, anyway, this piece is about the idea of two souls finding each other over and over again. This obviously is fiction, but I imagine, you know, me encountering this female energy over and over again. And I'm not in the thing, I'm not writing in the sense of one person, one personality. Again, it's more about just the female energy. No, I don't necessarily believe in a singular soulmate or, you know, in the singular sense. I do believe in soulmates, plural. Um, I believe that people show up in my life to move me on to the next phase. Uh It's not that I don't believe that there could be a constant, singular person to do that, but so far in my experience, I don't know if I'll ever meet somebody that's going to walk me home. I don't, I don't, I'm not really worried about it right now. Um, You know, uh, these people that have come into my life that I've been romantic with for a period of time have allowed me to embrace the incarnation of Keith. The people that I've been married to or in long-term relationships haven't been that. They haven't been... they. In, in my opinion, in my experience, which is subjective, there was more of a problem with me being who I am and being the way that I am. But these people that I was with for, you know, shorter periods of time, um, really allowed me to embrace my personality and at times told me that these traits in me that some people found to be too much were actually the things that they liked about me. Um, they understood the difference in being cocky and being confident, you know, um, and in turn, I've actually opened up to them probably a bit more about, you know, maybe why I am the way I am. Um, you know, and still wanting, you know, I still want that experience. Uh, I don't know what I want, man. I guess I'll know it when I see it or experience it or whatever. Um, but yeah, this idea that there's going to be this person just hasn't been my experience. I haven't pushed it out of my head. I don't think that it's impossible. I just don't know what it looks like so far. And, you know, this birth for me, it's kind of leads to separate beds and just being weird roommates until we finally call the fucking thing. And I don't want that. You know, I understand that, you know, these brain chemicals don't last, but I don't know, man, Um, I'm 46 and I finally feel like I have a better idea of what I want. You know, um, I'm not sure how to express it, I know what it would feel like, you know. But yeah, so this piece was really about my, you know, the incarnation of Keith, this Keith thing, its relationship with the, the... female energy, not necessarily a specific woman per se, but just really like, you know, what what my experience with the female form has been like, you know, or the female energy or, or whatever that thing is. Um, it's definitely been the spiritual route for me this, this last couple of years. And I think that it's more about understanding the incarnation and embracing it. I know I'd heard Ram Dass talk a lot about that in the past, this idea of making friends with it, you know, his, I know in that um, Becoming Nobody documentary, he talked about, like, you know, all of his neuroses becoming, you know, he trots them out like children for a family photo or whatever. I see that definitely, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about this. I'm sorry if it's going to be such a short uh, thing, but I don't know what else to say. Uh, If you guys have ideas for episodes, um, I'd love to hear them. I'm going to go through and see if there's something in particular I'm not sure if I've covered. Uh, Also, I'm going to be changing some things on the website and and offering something that... There will be an episode about that and what that means. Um, I'm hoping to bring it to you as I bring it to clients. I just need to be sure that I present it in a healthy way. So that's it for this you know, this book three reading. Uh, my intention as always is to be clear and to give you something to think about, something to consider. And again, if you'd like to support this thing, uh, go to the website, there's patreon venmo for a one-time attaboy donation there's also books uh t-shirts prints also if you're buying the book please do it through the website um i know that there's copies old copies on amazon and i'm not sure what's up with that i don't even know if i get any money from it (laughs) i don't know i gotta look into it anyway Remember, we know each other. We've been doing this forever. We're old friends. We've all been everything to each other. Reach out. Don't be weird about it. I love you. Bye.